Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. Does what it says on the tin. It does. And we're going to start off with something for nothing, which is always Ooh, a good thing to get. like that, yes. Uh, here's a clever idea from the University of Texas, which is a gel made of cellulose and konjac. What? Uh, what is konjac? Uh, konjac, it's a, it's a plant, and it's a plant that zero-carb uh, rice and noodles are made from these days. Right, okay. It I didn't realise it was zero-carb uh, rice and noodles. No, it, it, it tastes of, of nothing... But um, it uh, it does the job of well rice and noodles, as you expect. So what they've done is uh, they figured out that a konjac attracts a lot of water, hmm. and cellulose makes the water hydrophobic, so it releases it, and they can make drinking water from thin air. No. Yes. Clever, huh? So it's slightly unbelievable, but yes, yes. At 30% humidity, hmm. a kilogram of their gel can make three and a half gallons of water every day. And at hmm. 15% humidity, which sounds like a lot, but 15% is what you would find in your typical desert. 15%. Oh, humidity, I was about to ask. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, yes. It can still make more than one and a half gallons a day. And they reckon they can make this gel for about $2 a kilogram. So altogether... Do you know what it is, what it would cost at the moment, in things like desalination and that sort of thing? Do we know what... Oh, well, desalination plants are very, very expensive. And in order to run the desalination plant, you have to have access to the ocean. Uh, yes, Otherwise, that is true. Yes, if you're in the middle of Sahara. Yeah. There's not yes, a lot yes. there to desalinate. No, that is true. That is true. Well, this is extraordinary. It is extraordinary. And yes. how how far along are they? Because often we talk about exciting things, and then we have to wait five, ten years, or yeah. Well, they've made a, a small quantities of it, you know, enough to, to show that it can be done. Mm. Um, it's only got really these two ingredients with a, a not that complex method for creating the gel, and. Um, uh, there's obviously going to be an awful lot of interest in this from places where there's not enough water. So I, I imagine it'll get moving quite quickly. How easy is it to grow konjac? I confess I've never heard of it. It's a plant. It, you know, it grows well, like... yes, but some plant... Uh, believe me, I garden. Some plants grow uh, easily, some plants don't. Well, I have never... I've eaten konjac noodles. I've never tried growing the stuff myself. So oh, okay. I can't all see you Intrigued. Yes. Intrigued. Okay, well, I, I, okay. I'm quite impressed. That's a good one to it open with. Extraordinary. Well, it is, and from drinking water from thin air to solar panels that work at night. How about that? <laughs> Where are you one... getting these from? Is this it's not <laughs> April the 1st, is it? This is one from the University of New South Wales in Australia. Mm. And uh, so the th thermal energy from the sun uh, can be converted into power because the the heat comes down from the sun mm. and it's the difference between the hot top of a solar cell and the cool bottom of a solar cell that creates the power. I didn't actually realise that. Like mm. a, a buy whatever it was strip. 
like by whatever by metallic, strip. Exactly. By metallic strip, yes. That's the one. Yes. Um, at night, the the earth having heated up, the heat goes in the opposite direction, goes up from the earth, mm-hmm. and it's cool on top. They have managed uh, an efficiency of 1.8%, which is not that big, but it's about a tenth the power of a, of mm. a typical solar cell. Mm. Uh, so the question is quite why you'd want to generate a solar cell at very low power at night, but not they've demonstrated it can be done. And that's what interests us, things that can be done. Well, surely even even generating you know, a tenth of what it's generating today is something. It is, yes, it is. I don't know if it's therefore worth the cost of investing in these lunar cells, oh, I suppose yeah, you could yeah. call them. Yes. But uh, it's a nice idea, isn't it? Well, it's a nice idea to have one of these. Where well, Where now? And, well, introducing the $2 million jigsaw puzzle. What? It is, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a jigsaw puzzle made of 500 pieces. And when you put it together, you make a QR code. So it's not a very easy jigsaw to make. <laughs> no, I, I've, I've, I've had more enjoyable Indeed. jigsaw puzzles in the past. You yes. scan the QR code on the completed jigsaw with your phone, and it tells mm. you what prize you've won. Everyone wins at least $1, but there are two top prizes of a million dollars. How about that? So you could win a million dollars. Now, it is $30 to buy the jigsaw, or mm. you can buy two for $59 or four for $100, so a small saving there. But, um, of course, only two of the entire batch of jigsaws they make will be the million-dollar jigsaws. So is it worth it? I don't know. It's possible. It does sound a very dull jigsaw, unless, of course, you win a million. Yes, but you don't. You might have to buy a lot of jigsaws in order to win a million. Well, that's true. And the trouble is, having done one, it just probably doesn't help you very much to do the next one. Uh, no, it probably doesn't, because it is, as I said, it's, it's just a QR code. <laughs> no, no, no pretty flowers or mind you, no sky to worry about. So that's probably a bonus. That's true. We still have corners, I suppose, and edges, but it will yeah. still have four corners. Tricky. Probably, probably. I four can't edges. imagine that. I can imagine that some of the people doing this might actually go gently bonkers while trying to yes, do it they might well do but google uh two million dollar jigsaw puzzle if you like the sound of it it sounds like a bit of fun to me let us move on to electric cars we talk a lot about electric cars we do um here's an interesting one from a, a company called genesis who are just uh, making their gv60 electric cars mm-hmm. 250 mile range fast charge 20 minutes um what's interesting about it is three things first facial recognition built into the uh, the pillar between the mm-hmm. doors so that when you walk up to the car it knows who you are and it unlocks itself mm. and then to start the car it's a fingerprint recognition so you don't need to carry your keys with you but i think it's quite a good idea mm. but the best thing of all is it's the only car so far with a crystal ball how about that <laughs> with a what what yes. so you can see whether you're going to have any accidents Crystal ball, tell me, am I going to have any accidents today? And if so, you don't drive. It's <laughs> exactly. Sadly, it's not that kind of crystal ball. Oh, when you get in the lost. car, it's it's just mood lighting. It's a point. It looks like a crystal ball, and it sits mm. where the gear stick would sit. Um, and I'm quoting uh, from their brochure here: When you're ready to drive, the sphere rotates, and the shift by wire dial appears, creating an atmosphere of futuristic mobility. Mm. 
Because rather than having futuristic mobility, we'd like to have an atmosphere of futuristic mobility. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So I wasn't sure what a shift by wire dial was, so I looked it up, and it's just a gear shift, effectively. <laughs> but it's a gear shift built into a, into a crystal ball. It's a futuristic mobility gear shift. It is absolutely that. Um, starting at $58,890, plus a delivery fee of just over $1,000, probably more than that if you order one from the UK. Hmm. So not a cheap car, but, you know, yeah. an interesting car. Not all cars have uh, crystal balls. No. Maybe there's no need for them. <laughs> That's perfectly possible. Mine has a gear stick. I should just assume it's a futuristic uh, mobility gear stick. I think you should absolutely, or a retro mobility. Retro, uh, yes, 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 absolutely. Yes, exactly. yes you don't get much more retro than my car. Yeah. So in case you think that spending $58,890 is a little on the cheap plus, side. Plus the freight fee. Plus the freight fee. It's still a little on the cheap side. Um, how about uh, the new car from Rolls-Royce? It is the second of their boat tail cars. Very pretty. You know those uh, slipper boats that you see on the, on the Thames sometimes with strips of beautifully varnished mahogany that tail down towards yes, the Yes, I do, actually. Yes. Yes. It has one of those on the back of the car, on the boot, effectively. Um, it is the, all the fittings inside are in rose gold or pink, as we used to call it, mm. whereas the leather uh, is a combination of cognac and oyster. Those are the colours, not the uh, not the flavours. So <laughs> cognac and oyster, I think it's what we used to call beige, and then we started calling it taupe, taupe and then we yes. called it ecru, and then it became magnolia. It's one well, of I think those. I miss ecru. Yeah, OK. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, so it has these walnut uh, decks on the back, which include built-in picnic equipment. So you open one of those, and there's your picnic all ready to go. A snip at $28 million. Oh, $28 million. Uh, I no wonder I haven't you. seen many of these around. They're only making three of them. So if you want one, you better get your bid in soon. Mm. Or you might miss it. Well, blast goes my interest in Genesis um, GV60. Well, exactly. <laughs> yes. Who? I mean, who wants a futuristic mobility gear stick when you can have a cognac and oyster Yes, yeah. thing with a yeah. built-in picnic set for a mere yes. twenty-eight million dollars. Yes, it is, it is quite pretty. It has to be said. You know, Rolls Royce went through. They started off making gorgeous cars with the running boards and everything, mm. and then they went through a phase of making desperately ugly cars. Yes. Uh, yes. Recently, the new Bentleys, for example, are just hideous. They look like tanks. Mm. This is this is pretty. This actually looks really. I do expect for twenty-eight million dollars, <laughs> but it actually looks rather rather nice. Um, it's it's a quite a sporty car. Okay. Well, uh, perhaps a good moment for us to, to pause for breath. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to Gadgets and Gizmos, where I'm in conversation with Steve Kaplan. Um, so uh, what are we going to talk about now? Well, we're all used to Airbnb. 
mm-hmm. in which the B stands for, well, bed and breakfast. No, bed and board, maybe. No, I think it's just bed and breakfast. But of course, you don't get breakfast in Airbnb. They should we just uh, Airbnb? I have you? been. I have been to one where there, where, where there was a, 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 a repast was put out in the morning. Oh, yes. Okay, well, no, that's, that's but you have to pay extra. Nice. But yeah, yeah. Well, um, the Italian beekeeper um, Rocco Filomino has mm. come up with the Wonder B and B, which is built in an olive garden in um, in southern Italy, and it's a cabin with a built-in beehive. How about that? Would you like to share your cabin with um, a Not altogether sure about no. that. Well, what's the advantage? Unless you're well, already... The advantage, um, yes. I can't remember. What, what is a beekeeper? Apiarist. Apiarist, yes. Yeah. I suppose if you're a keen apiarist, you might want to stay there. You might be put off by the fact that there's two single beds and no bathroom, just a sink with a jug of water. Um, and there's no fridge. There's a cool bag with some ice in it. If you want to use the toilet, you have to go to the nearby cottage and knock on the door. Right. You want to use the toilet in the middle of the night. You might well, be bees, very if loudly. the bees sting you, you probably want to go to the cottage next door as well. <laughs> you might well. Well, it's an idea. I'm not sure if it'll take off. But it's, it's quite a nice idea in its, in its kind of way. Anyway, there we go. That's the air wonder B and B. Hmm. B spelt B as in B. And it was Airbnb because they were originally airbeds, weren't they? That they just inflated a few airbeds in their original flat. Oh, is that right? Founders. I think so. I was reading something the other day. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I think hmm. they were just, just trying to get a bit of pin money in. Yeah. Oh, what a good idea. Haven't they done well for themselves? Yes, yeah. quite well. I saw something so, about the, the founders going around all over the world just trying lots of lots of the, the Airbnbs to make sure yeah. they're all okay. Well, he may well go and try the B one. He may well do. I don't think the B one's actually on Airbnb, so he may have to go oh, outside right. his yes. ecosystem <laughs> in order to find it. So from bees to dogs, more specifically, COVID sniffer dogs. And the COVID sniffer oh. dogs have done uh, very well in trials. So they've been uh, trying them out at an actual airport. Mm-hmm. Um, out of 303 passengers, they matched the PCR results from those passengers 98% of the time. Um, three of those passengers um, had tested positive for COVID. The dogs missed all three. So the conclusion was the dogs are very good at identifying people who haven't got COVID, but absolutely useless at identifying people who have got COVID. In which case, why bother to have them at all? Yeah. Yes. So saying they're very good at identifying people who haven't got it when they missed all the people who did have it suggests that the dogs just didn't do anything at all. They just but does, but no, does it mean no. that if they... Herded all the people who hadn't got it to one side, then you might have a pool of people who might have it, but not people who did have it. No, no, no. They missed the people who, who, who. Well, I suppose yes, two percent of the people might have it, but they were wrong. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it could be that COVID sniffer dogs are a thing of the future, but not just yet. By the well, time they um, get them yeah, trained, well, of course, there won't be any COVID anymore. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, let's hope we don't have too much COVID in the future, but who yeah, knows? Yes. Okay. Onwards. Onwards. Amazon. Amazon drivers um, reputedly have quite a difficult time of it because they're rushing mm. around and they don't have very long to make their deliveries. No, and no, no. Just throw of... your thing on the on the doorstep, fail to ring, leave a message saying they yeah. left it somewhere and you exactly. go there and it's not there. Yes, I know, it's, it's difficult. Well, Amazon are taking the plight of their drivers to heart by making life more difficult for them. They are installing two AI cameras in delivery vans in the UK, 
which will check for things like poor driving, so uh, speeding or not wearing a seatbelt or braking too hard. Mm-hmm. And so they can keep an eye on what their drivers are up to. Big Brother Watch, the the uh, watchdog, says the system is excessive, intrusive, and creepy worker surveillance. And I have to say, I, I tend to agree with them. Mm. I think it's a it's a very poor idea that the drivers didn't have enough to contend with altogether. No, uh, and it's not. Well. I mean, by and large, given the people who the different organisations that have to deliver to the door, I've always found them to be pretty efficient. Yes. Yes. Mm. Hmm. Oh, well, anyway, I mean, Amazon oh, do well. have a bit of a reputation, don't they, for not being the nicest company to work for. I know there have been various documentaries yes. about how the people in the warehouses are treated. Um, yes. Well, who knows? Um, things may be getting bad, but I'm not yet planning on taking out that particular career path. No, indeed. Indeed. Well, that's, that's, you'd make a terrible Amazon driver. Why? Oh, because uh, every time you tried to deliver a piece of technology, it, it would be broken by the time it arrived. You know, you and technology. Well, that's you true. Seems to well, you remember we talked, we talked last week about how I'd spilt tea into my laptop and yes. had to get a, a new one because it was completely broken. So at the weekend, when the place I'd got it from was completely shut, I, I was plugging it in. Nothing. The green charging light wasn't lit. I couldn't get anything out of it at all. Dead. I was Googling on my my tablet you know how to start a computer that seems to be completely dead after about 20 minutes it was plugged in yeah absolutely but there was no green light oh it was simpler than that i was simply trying to use the computer that had broken rather than the one (laughs) (laughs) rather than the one that replaced it i haven't got rid of it yet because it's got a hard drive that needs to be smashed in some way but the one that's replaced it is not the same size or shape well, it's the same shape. It's slightly bigger. But when you're only looking yes. at one, you can't tell if it's the smaller one or the bigger one. Oh. Okay. And I was getting increasingly right. panicky, and you become yes. less rational as you become panicky. Indeed. But yes, I yes. still I still contend that you know some company ought to employ me for trying out their new gadgets. They if wouldn't it'll dare. <laughs> destroy the whole factory. <laughs> well, I can't have it. It's a useful talent. Somebody yes, must. Somebody is, out there yes. must be willing to pay yes. me to do it. Um, okay, well, we're, we're heading onwards then, aren't we? Yes, we are. And uh, you sent me a, a clipping from the Daily Telegraph this week mm-hmm. about the Caradia Island, um, the world's first hydrogen-powered passenger train, uh, which was launched in the Czech Republic this week. It was just a picture with very little information it about it. Well, so I looked up the Caradia Island mm-hmm. uh, train, um, and it may have just launched the Czech Republic, but there's already one been running in Austria since 2020 and in both Poland, Sweden and France since 2021. I had so no idea. Telegraph seems to be a little bit late to the day, as indeed are we. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. It's true. Well, I mean, how extraordinary, because I didn't realise there was hydrogen-powered transport. No, no, but and zero emissions, of course, so a very yes. good thing altogether. Yes. The problem is storing the hydrogen because it's being, it takes up quite a lot of space. You can compress the hydrogen, mm. but compressing it is sort of quite expensive and uh, energy-consuming in itself. Yes. It looked so like a normal-sized train when you saw the mm. picture. And, of course, you it talked is. a few weeks ago about all those, those French electric buses catching fire. Of course, there were electric buses in this country caught fire, didn't they? The other day, there was a big fire at a, yes. uh, a bus depot with electric well, buses. Well, it's the batteries more than the buses. Yes. yes. Well, yes, but the, as mm. the batteries are attached to the buses, the buses tend to go as well. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed, yes. They yes. do tend to go as well. Exactly. That's a little disconcerting. You're not worried um, about going around with a with a 
a watch with a battery strapped to your wrist. Yes, which would be a falling thing to do, wouldn't it? Yes, yeah. but it's not. I've never heard of one of those going. No, they're quite small batteries in, uh, mm. in watches, presumably quite big batteries in trains. That might make a difference. Yes, yes. Uh, right. Well, we haven't had one of these for a while, so we're going to have one now. <laughs> So, where are you taking us now? Um, we're going underwater. Oh. And we are going underwater, not just by ourselves, but with the Rico WG-80. No, I can't go. I'm already having having a, going to a party underwater on that Dutch boat you told yes, me about last, indeed. Last, <laughs> you are. last week. Yeah. Well, just in case you get kicked out of the party, um, or indeed if you're a paparazzi. Which is, yes, which is slightly difficult during the party. It How do be. you get kicked out? Yes. Well, the Rico WG-80 <laughs> is an underwater camera. Ooh. waterproof to 14 meters and it's got some clever software in it that boosts the red channel because when you're underwater blue tends to swamp everything so everything has a little tinge of blue to it mm. and this automatically uh, makes things look well i was going to say as they really are but of course as they really are is how they look when they're underwater so that's quite funny, yes 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 and a five times optical zoom um and they say there's an intelligent zoom up to 36 times magnification. Every time I hear the words intelligent zoom, I think, no, it isn't, because you right. cannot really create pixels where there weren't any before. Um, and it has shake reduction. I'm not entirely sure why, because I'd have thought the water would do dampening of any shaking that yes, you're doing. Yes, yes, yes. You think so? Uh, what if it works at gigs? Because every gig you go to that has LED lighting now always comes out when your phone has been incredibly blue as well. Or purpley, I yes. find. Yes, yes, it does, doesn't it? Mm. Maybe it would. And well, I don't know how to adjust any, that. Uh, underwater gigs, then, well, you can adjust it afterwards. You don't adjust it while you're shooting it, but you can adjust it oh, easily okay. in iMovie, which you've got on your... On I your, know, your, on but the effort Both involved. your computers, but I wouldn't recommend yes. it on the one that doesn't work. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> um, okay. It's also got six LED lights built into it, which I think is quite Ooh. a nice feature when you're... It's been a while since you mentioned LED lights. I know. It used to be a feature of every programme. Anyway, it's old, old um, technology now. Launching next month, uh, $330. I, I would give you a price in pounds, but they haven't announced it yet. I imagine it'll be close to 330 Because, of course, going we, that well, we include VAT. Anyway. We include yeah. VAT, yes. they, and they don't. Yeah. Um, so there we go. The Rico WG80, if you're planning on doing a lot of swimming uh, this summer on your holidays, it could just be the thing to take with you. Okay. Yep. I thought, I thought you'd like well, that. Well, right? yes, except, of course, I don't think I go down 14 metres when I go swimming on holiday. You don't have to go down 14 metres. Oh, okay. But you might be snorkelling and come across, you know, a, a jellyfish, assuming yes. that the, uh, the jellyfish sucking robot we talked about last, last week hasn't destroyed <laughs> yes. them all. Yes. I, I get Bizarre to be swimming about, and yes. seeing a jellyfish killing robot coming along swimming beside you how can I'm it tell the difference i'm very wary of these things you know you get it starts off it starts off munching jellyfish when all the jellyfish are gone yes. what's it going to do then it's going to once it acquires a taste for human flesh yeah oh, that'll be it dangerous i know, I know. so we haven't now, got much well, time left. What you we're going to zoom up into deep space. The Voyager 1 deep space probe launched mm -hmm. way back in 1977, a year that you will remember as being the Silver Jubilee year. It so, was indeed, a, yes. A long, long time ago. Yes. Um, it is, uh, it's now 14 and a half billion miles away, which is quite impressive. 
And there's a bit of a problem with the data it's sending back. Some of the data it's sending back doesn't make sense. But it is still sending data back because the antenna is still pointing at the Earth, which I think is really <laughs> clever for something that's 14 billion miles away. 14, yeah, billion. Um, and they're trying to, to work out why and to fix it, but the radio signal takes 20 hours to get there. So it's a very, very slow process. You know, you, you send yes. them an instruction, wait 20 hours, yes. and then have to wait another 20 hours for the signal to come back. And then you find Problems somehow seeming magically solved in almost any science fiction movie or television series you watch. There's always instant radio communication. Oh, that's because they use hyperspace in science fiction. Oh. Yes. For radio transmission? For just about everything. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. Useful thing to have handy. I it suppose. certainly is, yes. And, uh, so, so we don't, so we don't, we don't think, we don't think it's aliens trying to communicate with us. We think just something's just gone wrong on Voyager. Well, it, it'd be you nice know, if it were, you send it? this thing going, and what? How yeah. many years later, and it suddenly starts malfunctioning? Nothing's yes. built to last anymore. No, it's not. For forty-five years later, it's yes. not done badly. No. Well, yeah. and the batteries haven't exploded. No. Jim <laughs> made oh, batteries on. properly in those days. <laughs> They're probably all those big double D batteries. Oh gosh, you remember those old yes. batteries? Oh. oh, reminiscing about tech now. You're getting into my my uh, area <laughs> of speciality. Very unlike you, but sadly, that is all we've got time for this week. Um, Steve Kaplan, no doubt, will be back with more extraordinary devices. So this was the program in which you discovered you could get drinking water from thin air and the solar panels could generate power at night. It's quite extraordinary. Steve, thank you very much indeed. Steve Kaplan will be back talking to me at the same time next week. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.